Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith from the Men's Room. And did you know I have a podcast? Well, I do. The Podcast. New episodes uploaded every Wednesday on the Odyssey app. 99.9 KISW. We return to the men's room with Miles and Thrill. Coming up, we'll uh, drink and toast of the weekend with a shower of the day. Then it's Bad Choice Friday time. You know it's Bad Choice Friday. It's Bad Choice Friday. You know it's Bad Choice Friday. Hey, man, this is your fault. Jam on. And today we sample some of the tunes on Men's Room Radio exclusively on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. They gave us our own radio station. Each of us got a chance to pick uh, 50 different songs. We have a brand new playlist up there. So we picked two from the new playlist, including Ice Cube. Freaking brothers every way like MJ. I can't believe today was a good day. How hard is it to freak a brother? Um, Depends where you show up. <laughs> Ice Cube. Sorry. That's my perspective. And today was a good day. Take it on madness. On a house in the middle of our street. On a house in the middle of our street. Vote now if you follow us on Twitter at Men's Room Live. One of those two tunes coming up right after we drink and toast with a shot of the day. Will it be Ice Cube? And today was a good day. Or Madness and Our House. Vote now at Men's Room Live on Twitter. One of those two tunes coming up right after we drink and toast with a shout of the day. Okay, our question, good or bad, who or what inspired you? And we have uh, some movies that actually ruined real-life activities for people. All right, okay. So in other words, you watch a movie and uh, you don't want to do that anymore. For an example, me and my friends were uh, planning on taking a trip to Germany for Oktoberfest. And then Hostel changed all that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That, I could see that have an impact. Not sure of the movie, but uh, that kept them from going to Oktoberfest. And really? We didn't go to Oktoberfest, but we were where uh, Oktoberfest uh, goes down. Yeah, for sure. That is a, Munich is a cool city. I'll tell you what, man. When Friday the 13th came out, uh, I'm a younger kid. My parents obviously did not take me to the movie theater to see it, but my buddy down the street... He had a sleepover. When I got there, I found out he has HBO. So his parents fall asleep. Halloween's going to come on. Well, we watched the movie, and it's for the most part, it's stupid. The cool thing for us is that we saw boobs, right? But the movie, to me, was not particularly scary, but it takes place in the woods. The thing I did not consider was we lived in the woods at this point. So the movie did not bother me until the following night because now I'm at my house, and the horrible part about it was where my bedroom was. 
Our property line was wherever it was, and the guy that owned the property next to us did not live on that property. He just had this single shed, and just like mm-hmm. right in the middle of it. And he was never there. In the four years that we lived there, I saw him maybe two times. And the night after I saw Friday the 13th, well, now it hits me because I've turned off the lights in my bedroom, and the little silhouette of the moonlight, I can see these trees. So now I'm thinking back to the movie, like, well, there are a lot of trees, and we're out in the woods, and that dude's crazy-ass mother's out there. That was the one and only night, there's no joke, that I saw a light on in his shed. And I could not sleep that night. Yeah. Because all I could think is, there's a serial killer in there. It didn't bug me much more after that. But but that particular night, I remember thinking like, okay, the woods are not where I want to be. Right. But I live here. Um, but <laughs> I, I was never a fan of the woods. But when you live there, you don't think about it. It just is yeah. what it is. But I swear to God, that one night, that light, the only time in four years that I lived there, the one time was that night. And I'm just like, oh, my God, we're going to be killed in our sleep. I, I really could not sleep that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, guy says, I won't do a lot of things because of horror movies. My friends uh, uh, want to go in the middle of nowhere camping. I'm not going. Uh, they do that every year. Uh, that's a whole big nope. I won't touch a Ouija board. I will not buy any <laughs> antiques, old toys. Uh, driving my car in any gas while well, I'm not stopping at that essie looking gas station. Want to go explore an abandoned building? No, sir. I do not. <laughs> Just because so, of horror movies alone. All of those things. And some more activities that uh, were ruined by uh, movies. Going to space. The movie, 2001, A Space Odyssey. Yeah. One person says that they wanted to be an astronaut, and that was their goal. But the movie ruined their fantasy about going into space because they made it seem boring as hell. The movie is slow-paced. It has numerous sequences showing the spacecraft floating silently, which is not for everyone, but it ruined my... Everybody wanted to be an astronaut growing up that I can remember. Not that you could attain it. But But you didn't know that. They told you you could because the moon landings were still fresh. There's all this excitement, right? This movie comes out. It's a very boring movie, and the only real thing that happens is that your AI tries to kill you. Like, nothing about that makes the idea of going to space fun. Star Wars, fun. Sure, you're getting shot at, but you meet some cool people. You fly around real fast. Space Odyssey, it's like, nah, dude, you're just going to die slowly. But there's no action. You know, in Star Wars, if you were killed, you went out fighting, man. Right? That's the whole thing. Even Obi-Wan, sure, he gets cut down. But, like, man, you're fighting a cool, big-ass Darth Vader. This thing is just some computer, some faceless computer. I'm sorry, Dave. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. That's not okay. Yeah. That is not okay. My, uh, in my house, Chinese food was not something that was brought home very often. There was one Chinese restaurant in town. Most people, some people, the people who like Chinese food went. The people who did not, did not go. Sure. All right. I did not know how delicious Chinese food was. Mm -hmm. I had no idea because it was just not exposed. My, my stepfather was what, he was Italian and he eats Italian food. And that's it. He doesn't eat any vegetables. There's too many vegetables in Chinese food. There's all these things that he does not appreciate. Uh, he's not a big fan of rice, et cetera, et cetera. It all makes sense. However, you know, I never tasted anything like General Tso's or, yeah. or any of the good stuff. Yeah. Egg rolls. Sesame chicken. It was life-changing, man. We didn't have a Panda Express. We didn't have any of this stuff. Well, one of my buddies had a sleepover, and uh, that night, uh, her, his dad loves Chinese food, so he picked up Chinese food for everyone to bring back. So I, I'm at Pat's house. He's got two sisters. There's this, I mean, it, there was like 10, 12 different boxes of things. I'd never seen anything like this in my life. It was awesome. And then he opened up the box of noodles. And at the time, there was a movie called Lost Boys. Oh, tell me that ruined it for you. I did not. I ate every, I tried every <laughs> single thing because the noodles, the lo mein, the chow mein, yeah. they turn into maggots. 
in the movie The Lost Boys, right? Right. Uh, worms. You're eating worms, Michael. Right. That, that that was the line, and that stuck with me because it just freaked me out. Because Seriously, so you didn't try the lo mein because of Lost Boys. I remember I, the I, scene. No, that that was I, I. I ate every. I tried every. I tried dumplings. I had wontons. I had an egg roll. I tried every. <laughs> the Lost single. Boys ruined you. I tried some delicious lo mein. And then when I was in college, I finally bit the bullet and uh, and I tried it because it was a Chinese restaurant that was in the university. Uh, the commissary area, right. had Taco Bell, they had a Chinese place, had a couple other things, Wendy's. So I finally tried lo mein for the first time, and I think I ate it almost every day for a week straight for lunch. And, oh, yeah, once you find out how good it is. And then you think to yourself, even if these are worms, these worms are so delicious, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, like, there was, there was a bad Chinese place by my house. Mm-hmm. So two things about that. Number one, we would go there, like, Friday nights it was either pizza or Chinese or something like that. But I remember once walking by it and their kitchen door was open and my dad goes, don't look in there. <laughs> and I looked in there and I swear to God, there was real chickens and like hay on the ground. I mean, it, it did not look clean. <laughs> Your dad actually told you, don't look in there. Yeah, like as we walked by, it was like a hot day. So it was just the door was wide open yeah. and he goes, do not look in there. But, you, you know, as a kid, you're like, I'm going to look in there. So that kind of horrified me. And then down the street. Did it prevent you from eating Whatever like, kind of it, chicken. It was probably whatever. a couple months we stopped going there because okay. I was just horrified. <laughs> and then I remember there was a place in like the town over, like the next city over, Beltsville, and it was like a nicer Chinese restaurant. Okay. And they had the poo-poo platter. And you couldn't stop laughing. We we couldn't keep it. I, I almost feel like we either left or like went outside and got like a it strong was that bad too. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like me and my sister and my brother, you know. He's seven years older, but if I'm you know, nine or ten. He's only like sixteen or seventeen, and we're just dying laughing. And the the waiter doesn't know. He's just like, "Are you enjoying your poo poo platter?" <laughs> we just start dying laughing. I know. I mean, now looking back on it as an adult, I'm just like, "Oh God, we were just annoying that night." <laughs> Some person says that they'll never buy anything from a garage sale antique store. Uh, the supernatural movie, The Conjuring. Has ruined uh, buying anything from resales or garage sales for them. Now, Mike, you're you're more of a conjuring aficionado than yes, most sir. people I know. So, why what what did that movie prevent them from going to garage sales or antiquing, etc.? So, if I recall, there wasn't a whole lot as far as garage sales to be afraid of in that movie. But the there there was kind of the side character at the beginning of the movie Annabelle, which got her own spinoffs. Now, right. the true Annabelle doll was not nearly as terrifying looking as she was in in those movies. She was just a raggedy. It was Andy. a raggedy Ann doll. Yeah, yeah. But she she was possessed, and some <laughs> bad bad things went down mm-hmm. there. And so that that was also kind of the basis was. So I, I I can understand where they would have a fear of of antiquing and and garage sales on that. Is just it was more about the demonic presence that lies within these things. You know, there's an old music box that has. Let me guess, it never played it. full speed. Well, no. It, That's always like the horror movie trope. If no, you open no. a music box and it plays slowly, you're about to die. Oh, no. It did play at full speed there, Thrill. But the thing is, is that the little girl, she could see her friend that nobody could see because there's uh-huh. a mirror on it. There's a little mirror that kind of does a little spiral spinny thing. And if you let the music box play and just kind of look in the back of the mirror, eventually her friend will just appear behind you. No, and, thanks. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I'm so glad that my kids, uh, you know, because you do watch these horror movies, and in almost every horror movie that has a kid, the little kids see what's bad before you do, right? Yes. And I always said to my wife, I'm like, look, man, you know, people have imaginations. I get it. But our kids can talk about like a monster under the bed. If she says it like four days in a row, 
Like, we're going to have to move. That's half the reason I don't mm-hmm. want kids. Same thing with paranormal activity. Because you, you because have kids, they bring the demons. They're either evil or they talk to demons like they're the best freaking friend, dude. No, I'm out. That's why my husband does not want kids. Yeah, this person says the Conjuring has an infamous room of cursed artifacts. Yes. And the haunted items in this room include regular objects, like the music box you spoke of, mm-hmm. or the doll, which could bring a terrible curse on someone unfortunate enough to purchase one from a garage sale, not knowing this the history of the item and where the item has been and if it's cursed or not. I mean, I don't like little antique shops with a creep with some dude in there because of needful things. Really? Oh, nice. yeah. I feel like Stevens or Steven Spielberg, uh, King. Uh, Stephen Spielberg, Stephen King, King basically made the whole Northeast to me scary. Sure. Yeah, he has not helped Maine. I mean, no. I think clearly he has not helped Maine because everything that happens in his movie happens in Maine. Well, and the the room of cursed artifacts in the movie, I believe, actually exists. It's the it's the room of Ed and Lorraine Warren, who were they went on a lot of these different expeditions to cleanse the house of all the evil spirits, right? right? And a lot of the stuff was contained in these individual objects. And so he had this room of artifacts that were all supposedly possessed. And he had a he had a you know a, a preacher that would come in and bless the room once a week or something like that, just to keep them all bound there or whatever. Some it was. people hire cleaning ladies. <laughs> <laughs> we need a priest to come over. Yeah. Uh, taking a shower, psycho ruined that for me. Uh, the film broke several taboos, including actually showing an unmarried couple sharing a bed, a flushing toilet, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, of course, the infamous shower scene uh, showing Marion being murdered while bathing. Uh, they made it a point to purchase not only uh, nothing but clear shower <laughs> curtains for their entire adult life because of that film. Didn't help her. You know, it's funny is my mother, when, when I'd heard about this, and I'm a lot younger at this point, I finally see the movie, and like anything, it... It aged well psychologically, but not so much as being a scary movie, right? So, saying to my mother, like, why would anyone be scared to take a shower? My mother's like, listen to me. I was about 17 when this movie came out, and I went to see it with my then boyfriend. We went to the theater and saw the movie, and it was crazy and blah, blah, blah. She goes, I would only take baths for like three months. I'm like, are you serious? She goes, like, not just me. She's like, any of my girlfriends. I'm like, yeah, I haven't taken a shower. We, we still bathe. But I've not taken a shower since that movie came. Well, out. and keep in mind the time. The, the, part of the reason I feel like what made that revolutionary was that this is one of the early movies where the bad guy came to you. Yes, yes. she's just sitting in a hotel room where she's supposedly safe. You know, other ones, Frankenstein and the, and the Wolfman, all that. They went into their domain, whereas right. this one, the monster's coming at you. Yeah, well, now, yeah, I guess that's you don't have a home base that you can be safe in. And showers, like, I mean, to this day, I open my shower curtain, check it. Close it, turn on the water. That's good for spiders. What, yeah. I, you never know, man. It could be a monster. It <laughs> could be a criminal. All right, well, like, okay, you you got to check it. What do you think? What do you think? Because uh, Clowns is next up. What, what do you think? Killer Sp- Clowns from Outer Space. That was the movie. Yep. That was the movie that made you say, I hate clowns. They Correct. are freaky. Yeah, I know it's a cheesy movie, but at the age I was, it was frightening. I, I understand. How old were you when you saw it? Because right, if you're little, a movie like that is going to freak you the F out. Uh, I'm gonna look. You guys see what year it came out? Yeah, probably ten. It came out in '88. So, so you're eight, eight years, years old. I'm seven or eight years old. Yeah. So right, and then if we saw it on video, you're right. So it's probably nine or ten. But I mean, it it just yeah, it ruined me on clowns. Okay. What about like Poltergeist? Did you see? All right. Well, there you go. That's what this... I, Poltergeist. I've seen bits and pieces, but uh, yeah, it would frighten us because I was still the age like your TV just did that. Right. That's what your TV yeah. did yeah. without a kid going. 
They're back. Like, who's back, man? In our age, growing up, clowns had not started freaking people out yet. There was Bozo the Clown. Everybody loved Bozo. The clowns were still happy. circus, and they're the ones doing the tricks, (laughs) acting goofy and juggling and doing all the fun stuff. So we had a different perception. Then that kind of turned the corner in our teen years with movies like Poltergeist. (laughs) Yes. It says, at one point, the uh, being known as the Beast uses a creepy clown in an attempt to kidnap one of the children. This inspires Teeth of Love's comment about how the film ruined clowns before it did. It being the movie for them, as there is a hair-raising jump scare involving the scary toy right before it hurts an innocent child. I remember that scene vividly, and I had not seen the movie yet. My cousins came to visit us, and this is why we still lived in the same woods as Friday the 13th, right? They came to visit, summer break, and they're like, we saw Poltergeist. I hadn't even heard of the movie yet. and But... My cousins, they, they liked the movie, but they were still a little troubled, okay? Well, my uncle, who's a very strange man, years ago, he had sent me a marionette of a clown. Oh, no. Well, at that time, I had bunk beds, so I just hung the thing from the top bunk, whatever. Oh. I didn't give it a thought, and so my my male cousin is sharing rooms with me. My female cousin takes over my brother's bedroom. So we go to bed. I turn off the light. There's maybe a two-minute pause, and then, Stephen, you, you got to turn the light on. Turn around. I'm like, what's wrong, man? He's like, you got to move the clown. I'm like, why? So he kind of explained the scene for Poltergeist. I'm like, dude, I've had this thing for like nine years. Don't worry about it. It's fine. He's like, seriously, I can't sleep. Keep in mind, he's about three years younger than me. He's like, I just, I cannot do this. So finally, just to shut him up, I knock on my brother's door. Krista, you guys met her, right? My cousin opens the door. I said, Krista, can you please just take this damn thing? Because your brother's driving me nuts with this. And so her, being the older sister, of course, she's like, oh, Jason, you're checking to sleep with a clown. He's like, in front of the movie, Krista. So they do the little nitpicking, whatever. She agrees to take the clown. Again, we close the doors. I just want to go to sleep at this point. And maybe five minutes later, it's Krista on the other side of the door. Stephen, I, I can't sleep with this clown. I'm like, is this from that movie you guys saw? She's like, seriously, man, I cannot sleep with this clown in the room. So we had to put this freaking thing in a box. To be honest with you, I don't think I've ever seen it yet. We like put it in the shoebox, threw it in the closet. They refused to sleep with this clown. So I finally saw the movie, and I'm like, okay, I kind of get it, except my clown was much smaller and did not remotely look like the one in the Poltergeist. But I just I remember that vividly, and to this day, neither one of them could deal with clowns. And now I'm a grown ass man. Clowns don't bother me. But I will say, last week I'm outside in front of my house smoking a cigarette along the fence line with the neighbors. Bunch of trees, right? Typical Seattle kind of thing. There was a red balloon trapped in the tree. And I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. Why? Why? It's like midnight. You know, I'm smoking a cigarette and then like, nah, dude, it's, it's fine. You're fine. But why is there a single red balloon mm-hmm. trapped in this damn tree? He ruined red balloons. Good or bad, who or what inspired you? 206-803-ROCK. I mean, fog's always spooky. It depends what I'm doing. Uh, I, I did walk. This was the worst one. Just It's foggy outside. No big deal. Take the dog for the final walk of the night. It's probably 1230 at night at this point. We do our normal round. She handles her business. Well, we have kind of a long driveway. And I turn the corner. I mean, the, the fog is thick. And I look up the driveway. You can barely see my house, but I see two sets of glowing green eyes. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. right? I mean, it just it freaks you out because I don't know what it is. And the eyes are higher than what allow me to be comfortable. You know what I mean? Like, this is not a raccoon. This is something bigger than that. But my dog did not seem nervous at all, so I'm like, all right, if you're cool, I'm cool. And then as we started getting closer to the house, the two eyes, they kind of disappeared, and I saw the, kind of the silhouettes of the body dart off, well, to my right, their left. 
I'm pretty sure it's two coyotes, yep. but it's still a little unnerving because I had never seen coyotes around our house before. And I'm like, of course, on this foggy night, there. this is the freaking night you're going to show yourself. Thank mm-hmm. you. Good or bad, who or what inspired you? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, AJ. Welcome to the men's room. Yeah, you guys remember that uh, movie Nightmare on Elm Street? Of course we remember yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah, it came out when I was a kid. I remember when, uh, I don't know if you remember, but his hand came up through the, the drain with his claw. Yeah. Yeah. I can't take a bath ever since I heard that. You still can't take a bath? Uh, <laughs> that's just freaky, man. That, that, thinking of a hand coming up through the drain with some claws. How old were you when the movie came out? Oh, man, that's probably, I want to say around eight. And did your parents take you to see this? No, I think I, I probably watched it behind their back, I'm pretty sure. Ah, okay, yeah. okay. I just want to make sure it wasn't the parents like, oh, no, you'll be fine. Well, we had a, I, I, thought, I, thought, I, thought, I thought the shark was going to go through the drain when I, I was a kid. I don't uh, because of Johnson, I, I kid you not. We uh, Typically, I used to take a, a bath right away. The, the bathtub that we had, you put a plug in the bottom of it or whatever. Then we moved. And we moved right when the movie came out. And the next place we moved, there was a little lever that, that, that closed the drain, but the drain is still open. Yeah. So you can't physically see. You just flip it up or flip it down. And oh, yeah, yeah. It locks in. Well, to me, the drain is still accessible. Yeah. Even though, because it's open. great, because you couldn't cover it or plug it. Exactly. So, to me, I'm like... Yeah, the shark's going to come up. And my mom, my mom tried to ration, uh, be rational with me about this. I'm it like, didn't matter. It didn't matter. I'm like, I was told that all water, no matter where it is in the world, when it's done traveling, where does it end up? <laughs> the ocean. The ocean. I just learned this in school. Which, to me, meant yep. if it can flow from my bathtub, and go all the way down the the Ohio Mississippi River and end up in the ocean. That means that a shark can swim <laughs> the same way back, yeah. just like a two lane road, and come up in this drain and eat me. And I was convinced because I had learned every drop of water when it, right. even it falls from the sky, eventually it goes back to the ocean. It's going to end up in the ocean. I just thought, see, <laughs> see, reverse engineer this. Yeah. Good or bad, who or what inspired you? 206-803-ROCK. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 99.9 KISW. The Men's Room returns with Miles and Thrills. Coming up, the return of Ted versus the FCC right after emails on our question, good or bad, who or what inspired you to do something? 206-803-ROCK. So a lot of people that talk in movies. This one's actually positive. It says Jurassic Park. Inspired me to study molecular biology and genetics. Huh. So they can create a dinosaur that'll eat us. And uh, somebody here says, Thanks. This has nothing to do with the scary movie, but when I was like five or six, my uncle had an alligator gar as a pet. And then it died. And he flushed it down the toilet. And all I could ever think was about that thing coming up and biting my bees off while I was taking a crap because that thing was just a mouthful of razor-sharp teeth. You're not wrong, though, man. When you're that age and see something mm-hmm. looks like that, I guarantee you that toilet was the most terrifying place to be. Hello, Asa. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, Bichola. Hola. So when I was a kid, my mom was really into watching X-Files. All right. And there was an episode with a sewer monster human thing. And it showed it climb into a porta potty, <laughs> and I couldn't use the porta potty until I was a teenager. Wait, how old were you when you saw this episode? I have no idea. I'm probably seven, eight years old. All right, that's about right. For man, I used to watch the X Files. I do not remember that episode, but you're telling me this thing took the time to go into a porta potty. So they found it. Like I watch it as an adult. The funny thing is, I'm a construction worker now, so we use porta potties all the time. All the time. More than more than yeah. most people, I bet. Yeah, and so I, my wife got into X Files, and we were watching it, and I don't even know why it scared me as a kid, but it like they found it, they isolated it, it escaped, and it climbed into a porta potty <laughs> for like three minutes. But in my head, as a kid, <laughs> this thing was gonna bite me inside of a porta potty. And now you realize, as a construction worker, that that would be the least scary thing to find mm-hmm. inside yes, of a porta potty. That body. would be. Yes. Thank God it's just you. What? You yeah. just got to make sure you lock those things up if you're working on a job site in the city. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I've seen a lot of the, the homeless do a lot of damage to those things. I was going to say yeah. I've uh, I've been the first person out on a golf course and probably the first person to use the porta potty for the morning because we had the earliest tea time. And there was somebody in there, and they were just passed out. And they were not, no pants down, anything like that. Right, just in they there. just had the seat down, and they were, you know, slumped into the corner, and they were asleep, but they had their backpacks on the on the. the I mean, do you wake them up and say, like, dude, listen, man, well, I, I got to go. I had to. Trigger. It was early. Right. You like, got to poop, like, man. And you can pee. Then you go a, to the clubhouse? You can pee on a golf Well, we're out on the, on the course. I, I mean, I, I can. I can pee anywhere behind a tree, but that right. wasn't that was not my that was not my situation. That I I needed to to drop, you know. So I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> Did you wake him up or what'd you do? No, it's closed the door. Really? Yeah. I mean, he was where'd out. you poop? He I'm like hot down, like he was all like covered up underneath his coat and everything else. I didn't even know the guy was alive. I was just like, "All right, well, I don't know. where'd you end up dropping a deuce?" You know how poops come and go. You just waited for it to go away. Yeah, I'll, we'll it'll, revisit it'll, this. It'll be back. You know, right. It's not like a pee. When you got to pee, you got to pee. Got to pee. But for some reason, you can you can you can hold off a little bit unless you have a very bad stomach situation. Sure, sure, sure. I just had to go. I didn't have like uh, as it I wasn't say, an emergency. Right, that's one of those. Right. We can get back to this. Yes. Would you woken him up, Ted? If I if my stomach was where his was, I would have been okay. All right. But if it's one of those, like, I got to do. I've this. got to do this. I I probably would have been like, you got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I'm going to do it next to you. I mean, like that. Right, and those I are the I, options. You know me. I'd probably be like, hey, man, you can go right back in here. But, like, <laughs> I have to poop. Yeah. You can go right back in here, but trust me, you, you won't want to. Oh, but I, the last place I lived in, in Capitol Hill, something happened to the, oh, to the roof. All right. So they had to do a lot of construction. So they hired the, this construction company, and the dudes show up, and they, had a, they brought a porta potty. And I remember I, was, I used to walk out the back door, and they're out there. I'm BSing with them. And I was like, you need to get a lock for that. And they were like, yeah, we just dropped it off or whatever. So it's like two days without a lock. And the next time I see them, they're like, you were right. I'm like, what happened? They're like, we have no idea. But one morning we came, and it was just, there was blood on, on the sides. There was poop everywhere. Oh, God. God. I mean, look, the blood thing, I don't know what's going on. Because I've run into that at a festival before. It's like Sunday blood. morning. Yeah, and I went to the porta potties, and I'm like, why is there blood in here? Cocaine. You, that much blood, what do you man? Mean? Uh, if it's late in the evening and you've done enough of it throughout the day, it'll completely blow out the insides of your nose. Oh. It'll start bleeding, and you, it's like a nosebleed that you can't stop because now you have an open lesion sore right. in the inside of your nose. Well, that makes sense because I was trying to use the urinal thing, and there was just a puddle of blood next to like the, the little urinal in the yeah. porta potty. Mm-hmm. And there's like, yeah, there was like a bunch of blood right there. And I'm like, what the hell happened? Well, do you feel better now? It's just cocaine, guys. Relax. Right. That, I mean, that makes you feel a little bit better. It should. Yeah, it's an it should. Good or bad, who or what inspired you? 206-803-ROCK. Could have cut themselves. Who knows? That's just my, uh, that'd be my guess. In a festival. I, this yeah. is going to sound horrible. I just, I just assumed somebody was in, injecting something and it's frayed. That's always my first thought. But somehow, I guess I feel better. It was just a dude doing too much coke. I think the worst place I saw blood. I mean, like, there's a lot of bad places, but it's an ATM in Baltimore. It's like midnight, whatever, and right around the corner from the bar that we were hanging out in, let's go get more money. Just remember walking up there, and the screen is covered in blood. I'm like, I'm not going to use this one. Yeah. This somebody- is not a cocaine nosebleed. This was a violent, I'm taking your cash bleed. Right. Yeah. And it's like, who else is around me? Yeah, dude. I was like, nah. Hello, Big. Welcome to the men's room. Hey, hello, what's up, guys? Oh, yeah. Probably about a 14-year listener, first-time caller. Hey, thank you, man. We appreciate that. Thanks to the guys at the, the tech shop at the Emerald Queen got me into you guys. Um, oh, nice. Oh, nice. All right. But, yeah. Uh, so I had a group of friends I was with in high school, um, kind of hung out with the, I guess, the criminals a little bit, I guess. They used to be jacking cars and all that. Okay. Uh, used to buy stuff off of them for my cars too. Uh, you know, a couple years after school, wasn't too close with them, but they were in my. We we're in the group of friends or whatever. Find out um, the group of friends that was doing that end up stealing two of my cars. They stole your oh. cars. And, yeah, just took my cars the same night and uh, crazy. Like just getting home from the bar late. Um, always go look at my car. Had rims on it. The whole deal. Uh, Look out, and I see a car driving down the road. Didn't think much of it. Don't recognize the car from being down my street. Whatever. It wasn't a big deal. Go to sleep. Wake up. Mine and my girlfriend's car was gone. Um, both of them had rims. They're Suburban and a Denali. Um, right. go, go pick up my brother. Had an extra Tahoe. So I'm driving that. Go to, to work. Pulling into work, and I see the car that I seen that night driving by my house and it's my friends that I went to school with I'm like oh you mother and turn do it like I'm pulling into a business they're at the intersection I jump back on the road and they see me like bust a you get back on the road and we go flying a couple miles down the road to with the apartments where they kind of grew up at or used to hang out at and um, 
they end up jump, like dumping their car, jumping out, and I couldn't. I was running through apartments over there, couldn't find them nowhere. And so at this point, like I'm probably about my biggest in life, almost somewhere around uh, 360 pounds or so. Jesus, damn. And uh, so even if I would have caught up, I wouldn't have caught, caught up with them. Like if we would ever got out of the cars. Yeah, but they're still running. Um, yeah, yeah. So and that, that was kind of cool for me, but like they're, they're scared. Um, but it, it drove me to lose weight. Like I, so I, my my whole mentality was like, okay, like I'm gonna get these dudes back. I ain't in no hurry. And the one thing I know from the few little scuffles I've got in before that, like you get tired quick. <laughs> and, and me being uh, about 360 or so, I knew I would be way tired, more tired than they are, quicker than they are. So that was just, and I wasn't like in the gym just going crazy, like thinking, oh, I'm going to get these guys. But it was just in my head, like I knew I needed to get better in shape. And the, the goal or the wish was to hopefully see both of them at the same time and and beat their ass. Yeah. Take care so of did you, did you yeah, ever find, did they ever, did they ever recover either one of the two cars, your, yours or your girlfriend's? Um, yes, they, I want to say both of them. Um, in one of them, like we had another mutual friend that I was closer with. But he was he was doing all the same business they were doing, um, and as far as I know, the closer friend ended up being my brother-in-law. Still is, but <laughs> wasn't involved with it. But <laughs> but they they dropped my car at his dad's. Uh, he like he did like septic pumping or something like that. All right. So they, they dropped like he's the one that called. He's like, hey, your your truck's up here, man. He's like, I don't hate to be the one to call you because it was sitting there with no wheels on it, and they. Uh went through and took so it had out. it had but rims yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so how much weight did you end up losing uh about about 100 pounds or so it was, Damn. it was quick within like six months or something and it was it was almost just about time like i was about 24 or so something like that and it was out of control i had a couple kids and then but see like in once i lost the weight though like and i know that was like my main drive or that was my motivation kind of is hope i see these guys at the same time once i lost the weight, i was like damn like i i just want to go thank these guys like you're a piece of crap or not like you changed my life for me like you know man they should have your story there's all these weight loss shows right and you know people talk about why they lost weight and generally it's the same sob story and it all makes sense right health concerns all these it makes sense i would yeah. be Blown away if dudes like somebody stole my goddamn car, and when I went on a foot chase to go beat their ass, man, I ran out of breath, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to lose weight, mm -hmm. so the next time I chase them, I can actually beat them to death. Right? Hey, yeah. what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever works for you. That's an unusual, yeah. inspirational yeah. weight loss story, right there. Damn. And, and leading to that, before, like you know, you, like you're saying, you see, you hear all these stories and. This person, like, oh, it's just this one thing. Like, well, what's my moment going to be? Like, when am I going to have that moment? And it was, there was just never nothing that was, I knew it was a problem. You but know there what, was then? nothing that motivated you like that. But Maybe your girlfriend hired these guys. Look, steal his car <laughs> yeah. and keep <laughs> driving by him so he will finally start working out. How, did you keep the, have you been <laughs> yeah. able to keep the weight off? Yeah. And so that, this was about 15, 20 years. Like, I'm 44 now. Um, I lost the weight, and then about five five years later, of being I never wanted to be a skinny guy, just a small guy. I got into weightlifting and uh, ended up getting pretty big from that, like not chunky. Just my goal was to be a stupid guy, crap, but just wanted to be the strongest dude I knew. Okay, all right, and and I achieved that, but it's almost a cheat because I perp like I didn't I didn't go to the huge steroid gyms or whatever. Like I, as far as the normal gyms go, like I was. 
I was top lifter almost anywhere I went, which is well, that, 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 cool. you know, had a if you go to one of those big time gyms, more than likely, whatever they can throw at themselves to get themselves bigger, they will. So whether it's just like approaching shakes all the time, or you know the diet, or whatever they're doing, they're they are they are very serious about getting to that point, whether it's illegal or legal. You know, and and the other thing, not is, that it's illegal to to do something if you're not competitive, right. but yeah. But he, he, the one thing he said there goes, man, well, you know the stupid guy thing. So I want to be the strongest guy I knew. Every dude on earth wants to be the strongest guy he knows. I do. The difference is, I'm not willing to put in the work. Yeah, every kid I thinks can, their dad's uh, the strongest guy in the world. I can mm -hmm. accept that I am not, but if you said, hey. We can make that happen for you. I'd be like, cool, if I don't have to do anything. And you're right, Ted, it's weird. When you're grown up, for whatever reason, the strongest person in the world is your father. So you could watch, what, Pumping Iron, whatever, Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger, and you think deep down, like, well, Arnold looks bigger than my dad, but my dad could beat his ass. I have no doubt. Right, it's like the only dude you really see, like, doing stuff. That Right. He's the guy that always has to lift things around the house. Also, I think gyms, it depends on what time you go. So, like, if you, to me, it doesn't matter the gym, but I always felt like if you go into the gym at, like, 7 p.m., that's where those giant dudes are in there just throwing oh, weights is that around. The, okay. Yeah, because it's kind of busy in the morning because you have all just the daily people who come in and right, do the, thing and do and the things. And, yeah. <laughs> Good or bad, who or what inspired you? 206-803-ROCK. Also, those guys are in there for two or three hours. You can't exactly do that before you go to work. You right, know? and they have specific stuff. Right. Right, like, I don't know, me working in a set with Miles is, like, if I got to pull off... Like a tr like one little weight, it's one thing. But like, if those guys are in the middle of a set, I'm not pulling off three plates. Like, let me work <laughs> yeah. it. You know, you what I mean? almost double that machine, bro. Yeah, and like Miles, right? Most everyday gym people, like they get they have a routine, but you can kind of adjust. Like those guys are very specific about the parts they're lifting that day right. and this and that. I mean, it's impressive. It yeah. is, and they look impressive when they're done. Hello, Tony. Welcome to the men's room. Hello, hola, hola. hola. I was calling in more about a scary movie that prevented me doing something than inspirational. Okay. Um, when I was little, so uh, before I was six for sure, um, I, in the grocery stores, you used to have the video stores that you could see, you know, all the VHSs and the boxes and stuff. Yeah. So this movie, I never even watched. It was called like the Ghoulies, but it had a little green creature coming out of the toilet. I vaguely, I never saw the movie, but believe it or not, I can remember that VHS cover. I do remember yeah. that. So, again, I never watched the movie either, but I was so little that terrified me, that picture of that creature coming out of the toilet, that I literally started peeing in my closet in my bedroom oh. instead of going into the bathroom at night. We're, we're looking at a picture yeah. of it now, and I understand yeah. you were younger than six, but... <laughs> that were is you the just, unscariest thing I have ever were seen. Were you just peeing on the floor? Yeah, I literally was going into my closet and peeing in the corner of my closet <laughs> just so that I didn't have to go into the bathroom. Did your parents ever know you were doing this? Yes, I am from Arizona, and my room started stinking because of the heat, and they <laughs> sat me down and had a conversation with me, and I told them why I was doing it. So my dad is a uh, contractor, so he literally just showed me on the toilet the, that nothing can come back up. So he convinced me that no monsters could come out of the toilet. Um, but yeah, I, I and I honestly, because I was so little, I don't remember how long I did it. I just remember <laughs> peeing in the closet and then getting talked to about what was going on that I was doing that in my own closet. That you know, is a fair question. That, that does seem like a, a discussion that needs to be had. <laughs> hey, baby, why, why are you peeing in your closet? But does that, did that include pooping as well or just peeing? No, no, no. 
it was just pee. It was only at night. So it was only when I just needed to go pee. I was just too afraid to go into the bathroom during the nighttime. <laughs> okay. Right. Wow. Okay. It's kid logic, but I get it. <laughs> no, you're right. Kid I scared of the dark, all the other things. You just pile it on. Good or bad, who or what inspired you? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Andy. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. You know, it's my mom. Um, it's kind of a sad story. My mom was dying of breast cancer, and she's laying in bed. She's very, very ill. She's got a wig on. Looks just like her hair. It hasn't moved. Not out of place. Nothing. I asked her, I said, Mom, how come your hair hasn't moved? How does it stay on? And she motions me over real close, and she whispers, double stick carpet tape. (laughs) I lost it. (laughs) <laughs> my mom can make fun of herself when she's dying. I'll make fun of myself or anybody else I want to if I think it's funny. So did it really help you with the sense of humor? Do you use it almost as a coping mechanism? It really helped. Uh, you know, I've always liked to be jovial and funny, but it was like a revelation. If my mom can poke fun of herself, she died a week later. Wow. Uh, but life is too short to be serious, and you should enjoy yourself and find humor anywhere you can. I'd agree with that. You know, uh, Pete Davidson helped me with that one as well. Uh, oh, right. His story, sure. Right. His story. His dad died in, in the in the planes of 9-11. Right. And he uses humor to kind of cope with it. And and when I was going through what I was going through, I started looking at it from that angle as well. And it doesn't make the situation okay, but it, it helps you get through it a little bit better. The thing yeah, is, I mean, you can't change a situation, serious. but you can change how you're dealing with the situation. That's exactly. the best you can do. The Titanic was going to sink. You can panic, you can drown, you can try to get to the lifeboat, you can try to save other people. All those options are open to you, but the boat is going to sink to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, as I say, there's, obviously there's times to be serious. Yes. Like, I have a cousin, right? She has been stage four for about two years now, mm-hmm. yes. right? She's in and out of chemo. It's a very serious thing. Now, my buddy Sean, he has hair. He chooses to buzz it. Right. Now, this is, you know, all the Smiths are together, people are drinking beer, we're eating crab cakes, Lido's pizza. So some of the Smith guys are giving him a hard time. Why would you budge your hair? You have hair. We're all bald. My cousin Christina, who is in chemo, <laughs> takes off her hat. And she's like, yeah, Sean, really? You're choosing to be bald? <laughs> <laughs> Good or bad? Who or what inspired you? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Maggie. Welcome to the men's room. Hello, beaches. Hola. So... I think it's The Mist, the movie I watched when I was young. I remember that movie scared the piss out of me. Please continue. Yeah. Well, it made people were doing crazy things to themselves and others. I dropped my wedding band down the sink. <clears throat> I cannot put my hand in there because of that guy that stuck his hand in that dish disposal <laughs> and turned it on. Yeah. I had to call. I called maintenance. And when he was going to put his hand in, I'm like, no, no, no. Don't you have like a pliers, like a needle nose or something? So now you're going to freak him out. I I think I did. Because he's, I'm like, what if it goes on? He goes, it can't. It's off. And I'm like, what if it goes on? But see, Maggie, here's the problem. When you say that, now he's starting to think, when I put my hand in there, this crazy lady is going to turn this thing on. Exactly. But it's in front of him, the switch. So Ah. it's like. He was closer to the switch than me, but I just, I could not, I could just see a bloody stump, you know, and blood flying everywhere. And finally he goes, fine. And he goes out in the hall to his toolkit, gets a needle nose and gets my ring out. 
which, by the way, I'm divorced at this point. But of course. Oh, of course. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. Anytime I have to reach my hand into the disposal, you always think about it. Oh, yeah. Constantly. There, there's no Every logical time. reason that this is going to happen, but still, I'm like, I'm putting my damn hand in here to grab whatever I drop down there. Yes. Just, I I cannot explain no. any reason why it would happen, but you're still like, please don't happen. Yes. Still to come, the return of Ted versus the FCC, and we got your emails coming up next from the men's room at KISW.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 